Good morning and welcome to our time of, uh, in the Word of God and prayer. This is Saturday morning, January 30th and 2021. I always enjoy reading the people in the comments and, uh, and actually the comments are getting good enough that you can almost look at those and be encouraged for your day right there. So uh, drop your name in there if you can. Hey, Ray and Sue and Corrine, Jack, Paul, and I'm forgiven too. Every one of you welcome this morning. Uh, and and uh, thanks for joining me for this time. You know, I promised today we'd talk a little bit about prophecy. We didn't finish yesterday, and we're going through First Peter, and the emphasis here seems to be that in this book about how to deal in a time when Christians, the Christians of First Peter were marginalized, they were being persecuted, they were being scattered. The question is, how do we how do you live under that type of oppression is a great deal of the theme of First Peter. And in chapter 1, he's really laying out a foundation. We have this sure salvation that it's reserved in heaven for us, undefiled, imperishable, won't fade away, and that we need to always remember these things as we're, um, as we're living our life and as circumstances around us are discouraging, dismaying, depressing against us that we need to refocus and remember the foundation of life we have is that we're the children of God and we believe the gospel. And he's also talking about how this this is the the the, the prophets talked about this. The Christianity, the plan of God, the plan of God's redemption didn't get started when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. It had been in the mind of God before he even created the world. And certainly he'd begun to prophesy it right back at the very beginning in the Garden of Eden when, um, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, God promised that a seed would come from the woman, a descendant from the woman, who though the serpent, Satan, would, would bite him on the heel, he would crush him on the head. Speaking, of course, the, the, the implication of the biting on the heel is that, that, that Satan would, you know, that Jesus would would um, suffer, but crushed on the head, that Jesus would prevail over Satan. And indeed, that is what has happened. That is what we are a part of. So I wanted to talk for a moment. We talked about prophecy, and I wanted to share some prophecies from uh, the Old Testament. But I also want to talk about, and, and I think this needs to be addressed in the body of Christ right now, and that's this. What is prophecy all about? Now, in my personal tradition, we're not big on the gift of prophecy. I think um, it's something I've begun to explore a lot more in the last number of years, and even what does it mean? In the Old Testament, prophets, um, uh, let me step one further, we're not big on this, but there are certain um, segments of our Christian faith that are very big on prophecy. And I do believe there is a gift of prophecy still alive today. I must say I'm a bit confused as to exactly how it operates, what it is. I'll comment on that in a minute, though. But we have in our, the body of Christ right now, we have some, uh, some issues going on because, interestingly, uh, it's with the election of Donald Trump. In 2016, there were people who had prophesied Trump would become president at a time when it's like, there's no possible way, and especially coming from Christian people to think that he would become our president. But they prophesied it. It came to be, 
And sure enough, as you know, he was our president. And, and they gained a lot of credibility. I mean, that was kind of like, uh, that, was, that was a major upset, as we all know. And their, their claims that this was from God and that God had chosen him and told these, these prophets that it was going to happen was a, um, uh, certainly piqued a lot of interest and gained, gained them a great deal of credibility. Well, most of them have also predicted he'd win in 2020, which he did not. Well, he, we'll, we'll leave aside who actually won, but he's not our president now, right? And so those same prophets have lost a great deal of credibility. Although, as we know, some of them are still saying Donald Trump's still going to be president. That somehow something's going to happen with Biden and, and he's going to be out and Trump's going to be back in. And, and uh, losing a great deal of credibility, creating a great deal of confusion in the body of Christ. I, how do you deal with this? I... Again, I, I want to say that I'm I'm new in this realm, and I don't feel I feel there's a lot I don't know, but I <clears throat> want to urge you to be very careful not to assume that that people who are prophesying in the name of the Lord today are always 100% correct, because I don't believe they are, and also I would say I don't think that they'd have to be. In the Old Testament, a prophet, they, in the Old Testament, they didn't have the scriptures in the way we do today. And they didn't even have the, the, much of what they learned from God came by means of direct revelation being given to a prophet as the scriptures are being given. Today, it seems like the role of a prophet in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is not so much telling the future as it is telling us, uh, it says they, they write for edification or to build us up for exhortation to urge us on to action, or to consolation to console us if things are difficult. That seems to be the role of a prophet. Somehow they speak to this. Even in the Old Testament, we, we look a lot at how they foretold the future, but in reality, it seems like the, the thrust of most of the prophets was to help us, give us revelation of God as to what we should be doing right then, how they should be uh, caring for people, how they should be. It, it seems like it was expressing the heart of God is what the prophets did. The love of God, the, the, the holiness of God, at times the anger of God. And certainly they predicted the future and certainly their predictions came true, mostly about the coming of the Messiah. But even the ministry in the Old Testament of the prophets seems to be to speak to our hearts, to call us to wholehearted devotion to God and to understand the heart of God and to call us to, to separate from, from worldliness and idolatry and things of this and to be wholehearted in, de, in our devotion and love to our God. And so I, I throw this out that in our day, I think some of the prophets, I wish the prophets of our day would be calling us to that. Less trying to predict what's going to happen, less trying to tell us, you know, how to invest our money, how to uh, who's going to be president, things of this nature. God may reveal that to people, but it strikes me that the heart of the prophet is to be calling the church to repentance, the church to holiness, the church to its mission, to be urging us on exhortation, to be edifying us into God's truth and be consoling us when things don't go as they should. And so this is what, so in our day, as, uh, 
and I know I'm treading on thin ice here, and maybe you may feel differently than me on this, but I, I want to urge us in the prophets of our day, I think the church is in a crisis right now. Much of the church is in a crisis because dealing with the defeat of President Trump when these prophets who got it right the first time seem to have gotten it wrong this time, um, what, how do we handle that? And my, my word to us is let's focus on the scripture, not the prophets. Don't give more credibility to, to people who have a ministry here in America who are making predictions about politics, government, the economy, and so on. Don't give them more credibility than you give the scriptures. We must be rooted and grounded in the scriptures. We all would like to know the future. We'd all like to know who's going to be, we'd all like to know how to invest our money. But I don't know that that's the goal of what the prophets are given to us by God. They call us to repentance. They call us to the mission. More and more, as I think what's happening in our country, I'm personally, uh, you know, I'm personally leaning towards thinking that our country just really is under judgment. I believe we have been for quite some time, to be honest. And, and we usually think of judgment as like an economic collapse or a military collapse. But there's a lot of signs of God's judgment that lead up to that. The first one, the scattering of families. We read in Deuteronomy 28. We read about a deception that would come over the land. And there's, there's an incredible deception upon our land. We read about judgment beginning in the household of God, which we'll see later in 1 Peter. And can anyone deny that the churches, the number of of our pastors that are falling, the number of, 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 of churches that are being decimated because leaders, uh, worship leaders, pastors are falling to sin, falling into scandal and, and judgments that are coming upon the church. And I think we are at a time of greater and greater and greater need to get back to the Word of God, back to our mission, and focused on, on, on uh, the things taught in the Word of God giving a little bit less concern to the prophets who would tell us what's going to be happening this year and what, what God has said is his eternal mission, his eternal mission. And so I share this with us today, and actually I was going to talk today about Isaiah 53, but we've kind of run out of time, and it's time to pray. And uh, I do want to stress that, though. I do want to stress, as we've been talking, let's focus, let's, as the, if, if you want to follow prophets, in our day, be less concerned with what they're going to tell you about the economy and politics. I'm not saying no concern, but less concern. And make sure that the message you're really hearing is a message that we would be, as a church, holy. As a church, caring for the lost. As a church, advancing the gospel. As a church, as the people of God, that we'd be holy We'd love God. We'd love one another. We'd be less concerned about our stuff and more concerned about our world. I think this is the heart of God. The prophets gave us the heart of God. The primary message of the prophets in the Old Testament was not um, uh, how do you know the future. The primary message was flee idolatry. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. It seems the prophecies they gave us, the primary prophecies, which we were going to look at this morning, had to do with the coming of the Messiah, how to recognize the Messiah would come. And the Messiah came to, to bring salvation to this earth, redemption to people, 
and to, and to raise up the, the church in the kingdom of God. And so let's make this our focus of what we're interested in, in the scripture and in any people who, who would claim to be having words from God in our day and age. It, um, it, it, we want to know, we want answers, don't we? What's happening in our world? Uh, what's our future going to be? I want answers. We all want answers to that because this is a very unsettling time and a very disruptive time, no doubt about it. But sometimes we need to get back, step back and ask, are we being devoted to the big picture? I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, strength. I'm loving my neighbors myself. I'm advancing the gospel. I'm building the kingdom of God, this kingdom that will last forever. Amen. That having been said, we'll get to Isaiah 53 one of these days, I hope. Uh, uh, if you're new, by the way, make sure you subscribe and join. We're going to go to prayer now, but make sure you do subscribe and join uh, and, and hit the notify button and so on. Tomorrow we pray for the churches. Every Sunday we try and pray for the churches in America because this is the backbone of any spiritual revival we'll ever see. God's working through the church. So we'll get to Isaiah 53 one of these days, maybe. Let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, we want to thank you that you're a God who communicates. Hallelujah. You're not a God. You, you made the mouth and you speak. You made the ears and you hear. You made the eye and you see. You are a God who seeks to communicate with your creation. Lord, I think I've traveled to other nations where I see idols and they, they're just pieces of wood or plastic. They don't talk. They don't say a thing. You can pray to them, and I see people bow and pray to these idols, and there's no word back. Thank you, Father. You are a God who communicates. Jesus, your very name, you're, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through him. Jesus, we, we thank you that you are the communication of God. If we want to know what God says and thinks and feels, we study the life of Jesus Christ. You are the Word become flesh. We thank you, Father, you speak to us through creation. Indeed, Lord, how many of us have stood outside in a starry night, looked at the stars, and, and it's like you, were, you spoke to our soul. You spoke to us deep within. Or we've walked through a forest and we've, 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 we've seen the, the, the spring flowers and trees, the flowers budding, the trees, leaves coming forth, and, and, and it's like you speak to us in the midst of that, or stood by a seashore and watched the ocean waves, and, and Lord, you, it's like you speak to us. You're a God who communicates. And we thank you we have the Word of God, the Bible, the Scripture. Lord, I want to thank you for my Bible. This is my Bible, and I do believe what it says. And Father, I have one, and I've got more than one in my house, and I thank you because so many throughout history never had a Bible. And you have given us a written record of what you have done throughout history, and you've given us a written record of the Christ, of Jesus, and you've given us written instructions and commandments, and we can read the Bible and discover what you're like and discover your heart and your mind and your mission and your purposes. We can discover all these things because thank you, thank you, Lord, that those of us on here, we have Bibles and we can read. Lord, again, what a privilege. What an opportunity. So much of the world was never literate. Throughout history, Lord, so many people could never read. So many people, even today, don't have access to the Bible. 
And we thank you that we do. And all, Father, we confess that sometimes we run to this person or that person to, to give us a modern word or to tell us something or to when, when we neglect the word of God that's right under our nose, right at our fingertips. We confess, Lord, our own negligence and lukewarmness in, in studying the Bible, the scriptures. This is where you've already, Lord, we can find so much right there. Help us not neglect this, Father. Help us to honor the word of God. Help us to reverence it. Help us, Lord, to not treat it lightly. Help us, Lord, to, to let it be like food to us, like, and let us be like newborn babes who long for it. You said, Lord, that the person who meditates on the law of God will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. It will yield its fruit in its season. Its leaf will not wither, its, and in whatever it does, it prospers. Lord, we, we live in a time when we're concerned about a drought coming our way, a spiritual drought, a, a, a national drought, an economic drought. We live in times where we're concerned about what's happening to our country, what our future, what do people think of us? Will we be marginalized, hated, rejected for your name? And yet, Lord, you said that if we will meditate on your word day and night and not stand in the counsel of the wicked, nor walk in the way of, the, of sinners, nor sit in the path of scoffers, if we will do this, Lord, we will be like a tree firmly planted and we will yield our fruit and we will not suffer in a drought and we will prosper. Lord, it's in your word. Help us, Lord, to be people of the word of God. Help us, Lord, to, to read it faithfully. Help us to meditate, memorize, study it, believe it, obey it, and share it with others. Lord, we thank you for the word of God. It's eternal. Lord, so many other things that we're concerned about are so temporal. And Lord, you've called us to be people who, have, who see the big picture, who think about eternity. Lord, here in 1 Peter, you've been calling us to realize we have a treasure in heaven that's eternal, imperishable, and will never pass away. And Father, we, we pray. I pray for myself. I pray, Lord, that, that you'd help us to have more attention given to the eternal glory, the, the salvation that will be revealed to us when Christ returns. The glory, honor, the, the glory and honor that we will receive when our faith has been tested and proven and revealed at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for proven faith. We pray for be, that we be people who, when, when our faith is tested, when things don't go as we want, when trials come our way, when people ostracize us or hate us or say evil about us, when we're slandered or gossiped against. Lord, when the finances don't go as we want, when the health doesn't go as we want, when these things happen, might our faith that is being tested, might it be proven, might we be people who endure strong and faithful so that when Christ is revealed, our faith being more precious than gold will result in praise, glory, and honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. I pray that that alone, if that's all we get ever, that would be enough. If we never, if no one ever praises us, if we never have stuff, if we never even have earthly goods, that to know that one day our God will give us praise, glory, and honor would be enough for us to, 
to live our life for. Father, we pray for our churches today. We pray for the body of Christ. There's a lot of confusion in our land. There's deception in our land. Lord, there's people who are, who are uh, really wondering. They've, they've listened to some of these people who've made prophecies that haven't come true. And they're confused and they're, they're upset and they're wondering, should they, is it a test of their faith? Must they keep believing? Do they say, do they, they just don't know what to say, Lord. They don't know where to take it. They've trusted him in the past and came true and, and now it hasn't. And I pray, Father, that, that in the body of Christ, you would help us to work through this confusion and to get back to the word of God. Help us, Lord, not put our trust in anyone, even in people who would say they're speaking for you. Ultimately, Lord, ultimately remind us that when we stand before you, we're not going to be able to say, well, my pastor said, or my priest said, or some prophet said, or even the Pope said. We're going to have to be able to say the word of God said. And on that day, none of those people are going to stand there and grant us entrance into heaven. None of those people are going to be our advocate. Our advocate will be Jesus Christ. Remind us of this. Our hope is in you, not in, our, not in any man. It's only in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, remind us that we have the Spirit of God. And you told us in 1 John 2 that we have no need of any man to teach us. We appreciate teachers, Father, but we have no necessity when we have the Bible ourselves. And so, Lord, ultimately, we appreciate those who teach us. We value, we honor them, we respect them. But remember, ultimately, Lord, we've got to go to the Word of God and stand on its promises and stand on its teachings because ultimately, we will stand before you and be accountable for the truth in the Bible more than the truth of what any man has told us. I pray, Father, for me. I pray people would not look to me as more important than the Word of God, but only as a channel to teach the Word of God. And the authority is not me. And the infallibility is not me. It's, it's the Word of God. And we would feel that way towards everyone from whom we learn. The only infallible source is the Word of God, the Scripture. So we come to you today, Lord, and we pray for us. We pray for the church in America, the church throughout the land. Lord, we have the Bible right under our nose. We know the, the, the devil wants, to, he, he wants us to ignore it. He wants us to look elsewhere. I pray, Father, we would recommit to being people in the Word of God. We'd recommit to being people who hear from the Word of God, the Scriptures, that you have given us. Thank you. And we do recommit to this, Lord. So, Father, we bless you today. Help us to walk in your victory, in your promises, to be claiming your promises today. Fill us with the joy of the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit. Might we rise above every trial? Might we rise above every accusation? Might we walk confidently and with great poise and faith in our God? Might our heart love you might we love you with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. Might we be people today that all that we do would be pleasing to you. This would be our motivation to please our God and to live it out in keeping your commandments. We bless you today. 
We pray these things. We pray for your church. We pray for our nation. Lord, a spirit of judgment, deception that seems to be upon us. There'd be deep repentance while there is still time. We pray for spiritual awakening and a, and, and a spiritual revival in the church, in, in our families, in our land, in America, indeed through the world. I know, Lord, people join us from India, answer their prayers for their nation and for revival and spiritual awakening in their nation as well, we pray. We cry out to you, to a God who hears, a God who sees. Thank you, you've heard our prayers. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, God bless you. Thanks for joining me today. Again, we're here each morning, 8.30 a.m., 20, 20 or so minutes of, of, of uh, the Word of God and prayer. I hope you can join us each day. Help spread the Word, invite your friends, and thank you for those of you who put your name in the, uh, in the chat. I always enjoy seeing who joins me, and uh, God bless you. Make sure and subscribe. Hit the notify so you can always keep up with us. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about doing an extra uh, YouTube sometime along the way to talk about some of the current things that are happening in our nation because there are some huge things going on in our nation right now. And right now, this prayer time, we're focusing on First Peter, but there's things I want to talk about elsewhere. So hit the notify, and you can always know if I'm going to go online, and you can keep up with us. God bless you. You make it a great day. Walk with the Lord. He's with you, and he's in you. So walk with great faith today. God bless you. Have a great day. Grace and peace to you. Amen.